I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with Your Card Out. so because boy oh boy this has been a weird um weird little bit of time since i last recorded um the whole uh covid19 kind of happened i recorded a bunch of multimedia failures to get uh john and vanessa and i kind of ahead of the game a little bit and now i'm back to work which is a little scary because i'm still working with the public at a grocery store stocking and i'm touching literally everything that it comes through the store and shelves that people have been kind of coughing on and sneezing on and it's just yeah it's been a little weird um having to come home disinfect myself and uh i tried that for the first time today and that was about a 30 45 minute process um just kind of getting everything situated so i'm not bringing the stuff in and getting my family infected so yeah good times anyway <laughs> i've been kind of wanting to get this episode out the door but time's been a little tight for me so i just wanted to get this thing going because i'm sure a lot of you are stuck at home and we're maybe hoping to hear some uh, good tunes so let's go ahead and Let's get Rock Out With Your Card Up back, uh, back on the road here. So this week, we're going to be listening to Mighty Final Fight. Uh, Mighty Final Fight was a late NES game. It came out in June 1993 in Japan, July, sometime in July, in North America, and then August in Europe. The NES would still have stuff come out for it officially after this, but picking started getting a little bit more lean. The composers for Mighty Final Fight were Setsuo Yamamoto and Yuko Takahara. Setsuo Yamamoto worked on Mega Man X, Final Fight, Street Fighter Alpha 1 and 2, Pocket Fighter, Rival Schools, Project Justice, and Strider 2 being the most recent credit for composing. Seems to have kind of moved on to more of a production role um, in Capcom, but he's still with them to this day, as far as I can tell. Yuko Takahara, on the other hand, uh, last or not last, but has worked on Mega Man X, Final Fight 2, Street Fighter Alpha, Mega Man 6, and 7, Breath of Fire 2, Super Puzzle Fighter, the Game Boy Advance version of A Link to the Past, Four Swords, so I'm guessing did the Four Swords stuff maybe, and the Game Boy Advance Magical Quest starring Mickey and Minnie. After that, she's only been credited with Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix in 2007, probably since she worked on the original version, and Mega Man 10 in 2010. She left Capcom, but I don't know exactly when. The credit on Magical Quest was in 2002, and Puzzle Fighter HD was in 2007, so I would imagine somewhere in between there. Anyway, uh, that's kind of all the info I got on those two composers, uh, people we've 
kind of covered some of their music before on this show. So why don't we go ahead and go on to the first few tracks we're going to listen to. These first few are all a little short, so I'm just going to kind of play them back to back as they kind of blend together pretty well because that's how they're supposed to be played or heard anyway. So we're going to listen to the prologue, title screen, and player select. kind of a real man it's a hell of an intro for those things the title screen in particular is one of my favorites out of this soundtrack but it's a little too brief i think to really kind of uh discuss i suppose it's got a nice little rhythm to it uh the player select screen which was the last one we just or was the last one we heard out of those three it's got a nice loop to it of course because you know we could be on the player select screen for a little bit so it's just real simple little riff so it just doesn't really need to get extended out too long and i think it services itself pretty nicely for that so anyway why don't we go ahead and move on to the real meat of this soundtrack first up is easily my favorite track on this whole thing and that is round one slum And just that little kick of percussion to kind of get things started alone is going to get my attention. And God, just this whole thing, it just rocks from start to finish. I really adore this track. 
hearing it kind of does take me to Mega Man X in my brain a little bit, but there's something a little bit more punchy to this one. Mega Man X's stuff tends to feel a little bit more full and complete, I suppose. This is just a kind of a brief little thing, but God, it is just, it is great. The three previous tracks you listened to before that, they do a great job of setting the game up, but this track does a remarkable job of being an ear catcher of sorts. Normally, you lead an arcade game with a cool scene and catchy music to grab a passerby, but being an NES game, I feel like they really put their best foot forward here when they really didn't need to. Before I get hung up on this uh, track here for the rest of the episode, why don't we get on to the rest of this great soundtrack. So next up is round two, Riverside. It doesn't hit quite as hard, but this is still a great piece. It's got a little bit more of a layback vibe to it compared to round one, but it's still got a feeling of moving you along, got a good clip with high levels of intensity that Slum just kind of smacks you around with. And right when you think the soundtrack might mellow out with each stage, round three comes up and, well, I guess you'll hear what I mean. So here's round three, Old Town.
I don't know if this was supposed to be a boss theme or something. Its percussion is just ridiculous. I like this one a lot, but it's almost a little too much for extended listening, even when you're playing the game. I mean, the stage is the halfway point, so you'll want something to keep you going, but this track is almost like drinking a rock star and then doing a line of coke to go walk to the fridge and get yourself something to eat. It'll get you moving, but it might be a little bit of overkill. Anyway, uh, why don't we go ahead and detox with the next one, and that is going to be round four, Factory. See, that one's a little bit more laid back, that's for sure. It's a little more methodical in its pacing with some deeper tones. The bits of notes that scale up and give it just enough of a hit to keep it from feeling like it might be a little too slow at times. It's got a good tempo that feels more akin to being a stage theme, but man, oh man, it's hard to come back down after round three. That one is just, it hits a little too hard for a stage theme. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let's move on to round five, Bay Area. It's the last stage theme, but there's still plenty more soundtrack to go. So if you're looking at the episode link so far and you're like, hey, Jason, what the hell? Don't don't worry. There's there's a little bit more to go. Well, not a little bit more. There's a few quite a few tracks here. So you probably get at least double what we're looking at so far. All right. I don't know why I'm apologizing for something you might not even be noticing. Yeah. Anyway, so here's round five, Bay Area.
So I like this one because there's a little bit more of a methodical vibe to it. I've always liked a last stage theme that pulls back a little bit, kind of giving you that feeling of you made it this far and you need to make sure you're not making poor decisions and killing your chance to end up finishing. Granted, Might of Final Fight isn't a particularly long game, but at the same time, you don't want to like restart once you've made it to this point. I remember being a kid and healing ever so crushed every time I got to a last stage of a game and blowing it there. So I think this one kind of tempos things down a little bit for you, makes you think a little bit more before you just kind of go wailing on everybody and just try to rush to the end there. So I can appreciate a track that sort of supplements that feeling a little bit more. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track. And that is going to be Round Clear. And that's the ditty, I suppose, that you're going to hear at the end of each stage. And like I said, it's pretty short, but after listening to it, I'm sure you'll be glad we played it on this thing for you. So anyway, here is the round clear theme. See, told you. Uh, a little bit short, but eh, hell, it almost qualifies more as a sound effect, I think, than a track. But hey, whatever. They, they took the time to do it, and that's probably better than I could ever manage. So anyway, why don't we go ahead and move on to something a little bit more meaty. What do you mean, Jason? Something more meaty than three seconds worth of uh, quick notes? Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I mean. So let's go ahead and let's move on to the boss theme. I really like this one. It's It's got a little bit more of a kind of an ominous feel to it just because you're fighting a boss, so you kind of need to be a little bit more intimidated, hopefully backing you off from just being overly aggressive and giving you a chance to kind of read the patterns, figure out what you need to do as far as beating the crap out of this guy that you're fighting, right? Um, yeah, not much else to say about the boss theme. It's catchy, but uh, as far as like... You know, I mentioned before that since I lost my co-host, I'm not going to be as in-depth with the breakdowns of the tracks because that's not really my forte, and for me to be able to do that, I feel like I have to bounce off somebody that knows their music really well. Um, you know, Kemi is very good at that, and, you know, maybe I should sucker her into uh, being on the podcast more. Maybe uh, maybe I can get back into the more in-depth stuff, but for, you know, soundtracks like this, I think kind of me just doing it by myself is fine, and just listening to the music and letting it speak for itself would probably work out. So anyway, let's go ahead and enough of me making excuses. Let's listen to the bonus round theme. <laughs> All 
All right, it's a little bit more meaty than Round Clear is, but it's still just kind of a quick little thing. But again, the soundtrack's fairly short, so I thought maybe just covering the whole thing in one shot would be worth it, and that includes something that's kind of simple. It's catchy, it's a little high-pitched for my taste at times, not quite that uh, spine-grating thing that I've been known to be bothered by, but, you know, it's it's right on the cusp of it. So I kind of sit there kind of like, is it going to happen? And it doesn't happen, thankfully. Um, I think I've talked about this before, where the Sega Master System is definitely capable of those higher tones that kind of hit my spine just wrong, that I can't really listen to the tracks. The NES, I don't think it really ever gets to that high-pitched tone that just hits me wrong. So I kind of sit there, wait for those sounds to hit and bug me but they don't really ever happen so i don't know why i kind of sit there and just get anxiety about it so anyway uh why don't we go ahead and let's move on to the final boss theme Much like just about everything else on this soundtrack, I really, I really like this one for reasons I can't really put into words. This one, though, it does kind of make me think of the round one slum theme. There's a little bit to it, but this one's a little bit darker, a little bit more slowed down, and there's some great use of uh, scaling notes. There's a lot of cool sounds in it. I really dig this one, and boy, I wish I, I wish I had a little bit more to kind of bounce off of with this one, or just tracks in general, but again, um, you know, uh, what we just talked about in the last segment, let's not have me just regurgitating the same thing over and over again, shall we? So, anyway, uh, here is Final Round Clear. Again, short little ditty, but yeah, something I feel worth putting into the episode itself. <laughs> Uh, 
Again, borders more on a sound effect, I suppose, than an actual piece of music, but hey, again, better than I can do, so... It's a nice little bit of uh, celebratory music, so yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that one. And yeah, again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to really seem like I'm apologizing for this episode being short because my new final fights a kind of a short soundtrack. And again, I don't have a whole lot to say about a lot of this stuff, but I just really dig the soundtrack, and that's part of the reason I started this podcast in the first place was to just share video game music with you that I like. So anyway, let's go ahead and let's do a quick little uh, ditty thing, and that is continue, and then game over right after that. The continue thing kind of does really well as far as just giving you something to listen to, to kind of encourage you to keep going if you can. I like it, and again, not much to say, but it's it does its purpose, and that's what I think. I think the strong point of the soundtrack is everything that's in here does its job very well, maybe say for Round 3 Old Town, just because that one's a little too hectic. So, yeah, but whatever. I think if they had switched that out for the boss thing, maybe, and... Probably would work out a little better personally, but hey, whatever. I'm not I'm not a composer. I'm just a guy who likes this stuff. And the game over little ditty there is just a little, almost a sad little way of going out. Like, yeah, you tried, and boy, you failed miserably, didn't you? So start over again and try again, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, why don't we go ahead and let's get on to the last track here, and that is going to be the ending theme. little thing isn't it yeah it's not much of an ending theme just because it's a you know it's a belt scroller uh with a little bit of rpg elements thrown in not too much else to it so yeah you're not gonna have much of an ending i mean you know the story is hey uh the mayor's daughter got kidnapped let's go and knock the shit out of some guys and get her back and that's kind of what you do at least i think that's what it is that's probably i mean that is the story to final fight so i would imagine that's the story to mighty final fight it has been a long time since i played it i think probably since it first hit on the 3ds virtual console and yeah i haven't played it since then so yeah i probably should refresh myself with that but i just remember liking the soundtrack a lot so i just decided yeah hey that's where we're gonna be with the episode so yeah i don't think the ending needs to be particularly long because if they made a rather elaborate ending for a belt scroller it would be mm, maybe a little silly but then again, having little chibi guys beat the crap out of each other um, in this style, probably a little silly to begin with, especially on an NES. But hey, I don't think uh, I don't think you can really fault them for trying to put Final Fight on here for the, you know, a little sibling, younger sibling system, basically. Once everyone, not everyone, but once people started graduating towards the Super Nintendo, uh, you know, having having a game that the younger sibling can still get into that's brand new might is always a little cool. I I was never a victim of that, and neither was my younger brother, but, you know, we kind of always enjoyed kind of going back to the NES when we could, even though, you know, the Super Nintendo was the new hotness, and it always did make it a little hard to kind of go back to at times, so... It's a little hard to appreciate these things when you're younger and don't realize that, like, oh, hey, some of these games are always going to be good. Then again, uh, a lot of the NES games I don't think have held up particularly well. Uh, you know, that's, yeah, 
a lot of music's great, which is why I highlight so much of it, but hey, whatever. So, I mean, I did have Chibi Tech, the world's most renowned NES, uh, you know, chiptune composer, or Famicom uh, chiptune composer, to make my theme song. So obviously I do have a little bit of an affinity towards NES music, so I'm not going to sit here and berate it. It's just... Well, not berating the music, berating the games. Um, you know, I'm not going to berate the games or anything. You know, they, they were just of a time and place, and not a not more than a handful, I think, have held up. Well, let's say more than a handful. There's a few dozen, probably, out of the hundreds of games that came out for that. But, hey, you know, whatever. So, anyway, uh, that has been this episode of Rock Out With Your Cardo. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you sticking with me through the, uh, let's see, month it's been since I put an episode out. I apologize about that again. It's just been, it's been a weird transition going to a new store after having been at the previous one I was working at for 12 years and then going to having no host so uh you know having kemi around helps kind of that a little bit i hope you guys liked the uh boy what would that be the 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 gaia trilogy things that i did a few episodes back and the little compilation i did of a tribute to my grandmother who you know i mentioned before but she passed away early february of uh, 2019 so i I, I've already got the next episode planned out. I'm going to work on my notes for it uh, tonight, actually. So hopefully, if you're listening to this on the Patreon feed, like you should be, because the episodes are in a higher quality audio rate on Patreon, so listening to this music will probably sound a little bit better over there. But um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, within a few days, you'll get another episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out. So yeah, if you're wondering how you can get a hold of that, you can go to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk and get yourself some music over there. Or not music, get yourself some podcasts over there. That's what I do. I do podcasts. Um, actually, you know what? I've got a little challenge for you guys. Uh, I talked it over with Kemi, who was you know on two episodes ago. And she is perfectly okay with this, so I do want to go ahead and maybe use her music as a little bit of a way to entice you guys to help me out a little bit here. So here's the deal. Uh, I could really use some iTunes and, well, Apple Podcasts reviews. I don't know if Google Play does that. So let's just go ahead and stick with uh, Apple Podcasts. If you go to Apple Podcasts and write in a review, the first, let's say, four people that put in a review, and boy, I hope I'm not making myself look real, real dumb by getting no reviews in here. And again, this isn't just putting stars on there. I, you know, I want a little bit of a written review there, hopefully. Uh, yeah, the first four people that do that, I will gift them uh one of kimmy's albums uh, i will probably let you pick if you really want but whatever it doesn't really matter um some of her albums are free but some of them she does um actually charge for so i think they're worth it and to kind of maybe help myself out a little bit and get m- more people listen to kimmy's music i'll go ahead and gift you the album on bandcamp so how about that so what i need you to do is go ahead and put the review in itunes and once you're done with that kind of just hang back i will announce the winners on the next episode or the one previous since i'm going to be recording the next one here in a couple of days so if you haven't had a chance to listen to this don't fret go ahead i have a fair amount of listeners it just i never hear anything from anybody which is kind of weird i don't really know what that is it just seems to be a problem with uh or not a problem but just a common thing with podcasters in general uh one guy i like that i'm you know or well, one of the podcasts seems to have fallen off, but uh, Daniel Kaufman, who I really enjoy, his My Iconic Jerk podcast, he's got a lot of listeners and has gotten a lot of praise for his uh, series of podcasts about uh, just topics that he researches to, I don't want to say death nearly, but he researches the hell out of and does a lot of cool 
just cuts with the way the conversation goes. But anyway, um, I reached out to him a ways back because I felt like, hey, you know, I listened to your episode, one of your episodes in particular, and it meant a lot to me, and I wanted to reach out and let you know that. And we talked a little bit back and forth. And, you know, he went on it saying that, yeah, podcasts, you don't really get a lot of audience feedback, typically. There seems to be a little bit more of an engagement thing with some podcasts, but, um, you know, I'm I'm sort of captaining this shit by myself. I don't really mean, um, like, I'm the only one doing the work around here, because that's not what I mean at all. John and Vanessa do quite a bit by having to suffer through the movies that we go through, and then every guest I have on for the Games and Junk Game Club, oh yeah, if you didn't know, that's back up. Uh, that is back up, and that is a long-form podcast where we talk about a just one video game. The last one we did was Pokemon Sword and Shield, and between the two episodes that's a little over four hours i think uh kemi was a guest on that one too and anna marie privateer from rp gamer was on that one as well so uh, go check that out or go check those out since there's two of them anyway i've nearly completely lost my train of thought on that but let's get back on it uh yeah again i i'm not the only one putting in the work here but i'm sort of the voice the face of games and junk um and you know, it makes it a little hard for me to wear all of the hats. Social media stuff is a little tough for me. I, I do engage a little bit. And if somebody, you know, tweets at me, which you can tweet at me at Jason Ariola, or wants to tweet at the Robico um, Twitter account, that is R-O-W-Y-C-O podcast. And yeah, just, you know, you can message me there. Let me know and what you think about the show and maybe stuff you want me to cover because... I do want to engage more, and I know that'll get us uh, get us more listeners, and I would like to be able to put out the show more often, but that's also going to require a little bit of kickback on Patreon, so if you want to see the show more often, maybe go ahead and go over there and just kick in a dollar, really just a dollar. Um, you know, we're all kind of cooped up and not really going to Starbucks right now, so maybe just a buck will help out if you can afford it. If you can't, I perfectly understand that, and if you can't do that, why not just recommend the show? Go, go do that whole iTunes review thing. I would really appreciate that, too, because it would get some exposure for the show, and if you can't afford to do the dollar thing, maybe some one who can will start listening to it because I'll start getting a little bit more, um, I'll start showing up in the algorithm for whatever iTunes says, uh, you know, or I don't know what they're doing with that, but you know, maybe I'll start showing up there somehow. Anyway, again, I, I want to thank you guys for sticking with me through this. I really appreciate it. Seeing the numbers not actually decreasing really at all throughout this whole thing has been really, just flattering beyond anything I can really say. And it really, really warms my heart that you guys have stuck around with me for this. Um, so yeah, in particular, I actually do need to thank a couple of people for kicking in on Patreon. If you go to the Patreon page and kick in $5 a month, you'll get a shout out on the show. And again, I really, really want to thank Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, uh, John Lucero and Vanessa Cahill for helping keep the lights on and keeping me going with this whole podcast endeavor and particularly in this one. It's a little weird doing this one by myself now and I really enjoy this podcast and I'm going to keep it going indefinitely and hopefully if you guys can start kicking in a little bit more maybe uh, maybe I'll feel not more motivated but I'll feel like I'm not just talking into the void constantly when I put these episodes out you know what I mean so anyway uh, that has been this episode of rocket with your card out I really appreciate you guys listening again plugs go to patreon.com slash games and junk and go kick in whatever you can over there you can follow the podcast at roico podcast that is r-o-w-y-c-o podcast and then you can follow me at jason Ariola. all of the links will be in the show notes nice and handy and easy for you to get to i've kind of toned those down a little bit so hopefully they're a little bit easier to navigate and then the itunes uh spotify google play stuff that all those links are in the show notes so again if you know somebody who might appreciate listen to a video game music podcast um, just go ahead and kick them my way because we've also got a ton of other podcasts we do on the games and junk network so anyway thank Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Great! I knew that groove was in your heart.